Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Today's episode is a behind the scenes in my business selling out two group programs back to back. So basically the first one, I had 10 spots and they filled out, they sold out, and then I filled another 10. And so in today's episode, I'm going to give you a peek behind in what I was thinking and what was happening and how I ended up deciding to do that second one and, and just all the details, things that I learned as I did it. Uh, before I do though, if you are interested in working with me this year, there are going to be a couple of opportunities. One of them is to join a six-week sprint. They are six weeks, and that is what I'm going to be talking about today that I, I sold. Um, there is another opportunity, though, which is if you want to work with me in a six-month environment, I'm going to be opening up enrollment to a six-month group coaching thing in August, so in a few more weeks. And I'm still playing with the ideas around this. Actually, that's going to be my next thing after I record this podcast is I'm going to go and sit and like brainstorm how I want it to look. But what I know so far, and I don't know if this will work, I'm very curious, but you'll see that that is part of what I tell you in this behind the scenes stuff is like, we don't get to know. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to launch two different six month group coaching things, environments. And one of them is going to be specifically for new coaches. And by new, I just mean that if you haven't made $50,000 yet in your business, it's not that you're new, but it's like sometimes you just need a little bit different kind of coaching. I think the 50000 is going to be the mark. And then the other group is going to be people who, for coaches who have made $50,000. And so I'm just going to have two different groups and we're going to focus on the same kind of stuff I always talk about, which is, right, I coach your mind around business we use goals. I have a process for you that you use to use your mind to make money so that you have a systematic way to focus and direct your mind. And then I just coach you as all the junk comes up and it just happens to be in relation to your business. So I'm going to open those up in August. So you can do a six week sprint. The next one of those won't start until, let me see what I have written down. Um, I think it's October. Yeah. So the next six week sprint, I'll sell it in September. Enrollment will open in, in September. Um, enrollment will open for the six month group in August, and then they'll both start in October. So whether you want to join one or the other, those are one of the ways you can work with me, but they're coming up and they're going to be so fun. So let's talk about this selling out of the six week sprint, two of them. So Basically, I'm going to break this down into two groups, kind of what went into the thinking for the first group and then how that shifted for the second one, because it was a really big shift. <laughs> the reason I was doing it changed so much. And so the motivation for me changed. So when I was selling the first one, I was just like, I wanted to do it. And I knew that eventually I want to like have a funnel where I like 
run ads to it and make an offer. And so I was like, oh, this six week sprint is such a great way for me to like refine my process and then give people like a simple way to get started with it. And so that was really what motivated me to start it. I wanted to do it and I, I kind of was thinking forward in, in terms of a funnel and selling something. And so I started thinking through the pieces of what I wanted it to look like and how I wanted to do it. And I think that's a really important part for me to make sure I stop and for you to hear because when I look at sometimes like I, I saw someone who had an offer and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. And I looked at it and it's like they didn't have any details and it wasn't a price. In fact, what they said was, are you willing to invest multiple four figures? And so anytime I hear someone say figures, right, seven figures, I don't need to do it for six figures, but four figures or seven, I always get my fingers out and I look at them and I'm like, how many fingers is that? <laughs> how much is this? I don't get it. But I just went through when I was thinking about this offer and I thought through all the things that I would want to know as a buyer. And I just chose to then shape that in what I created for you guys. And so I just decided what the call times were going to be ahead of time because I've bought things before and you just don't know. And basically their motto was, you'll just have to rearrange things and manage your mind about it and you'll figure it out, right? And I was like, you know, I like planning. <laughs> I like knowing ahead of time what time a call is going to be. And so I just decided I'm going to set the time and people will buy according to their availability for that time. Or I like to know how much things cost. And so I was like, of course, I'm going to tell them the price. Or I like to be able to either purchase or like, I kind of like the idea of being on a, to get on a call too. And so, right, so often I think when we make these, when we like sell something or we're thinking about offering something, it's easy to try and cram yourself into how am I supposed to do it? And I, I just was so grateful to myself and my own flexibility when I was just like, well, how do I want to do it? And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to give them the option to pay in full or to book a call. And what I discovered was that most people just paid. There were a few people who booked a call, but most didn't. And I was just really flexible with that in the decision making process that it just didn't matter either way. Um, so I really, I really appreciated that to my own self. The other thing that I did was I was just, here was a thought that I had, and this, this saved me so much mental because I'm a perfectionist. So I don't, I mean, I say that word out loud, but it's like, I just want everything to be right. I want it to be good. Those are probably more of the words that run through my own head. I don't call myself a perfectionist, but when I'm doing my work, I hear myself saying, I want this to be really good. And I want to, like, I want their experience to be good of it. And I want it to like flow perfectly. And that way of thinking makes it really easy to get caught up in the setup and the details of it and to lose sight of the point of it and to make sure it actually gets out. <laughs> and so the thought that I had to help me guide through that, my own known self in that area, was I'm willing to do it the way I do it this time so I can learn how to do it better next time. Right? Let me repeat that. I'm just willing to do it the way I do it this time. And then next time I'll, because in my mind, what I was imagining is like, like, I'll just be able to see these different parts. I'll see the ones I just like nailed. 
and I'll see the ones that I want to do better. And like looking at it objectively, I was already imagining myself like, yeah, I'll just know and I'll just make those changes next time. And so it helped me to feel very accepting of myself as I just let it be what it was. And that turned out in a few different things. Like I didn't really pre sell. I didn't really like tell people that the six week sprint was coming. I sent one email two weeks before it came out. <laughs> and I think that might have been it. Um, maybe I put it in a PS or something, but it's like, I really didn't tell anybody it was coming. And so sometimes I think it's easy to get caught up in that, like, oh, I have to tell them it's coming or else it won't sell or, well, it didn't sell well. It's because I didn't tell them it was coming. And I want you to hear, no, my people didn't know it was coming either. They just saw it one day. (laughs) So don't let that belief stop you from thinking like, no, I can still, I can still sell. I can still sell all the spots even. But it, like, like in my mind, I just cataloged that. I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Pre-selling, telling them about it ahead of time. I'm going to do that better next time. <laughs> I'll make sure it happens, probably. <laughs> so I just like let that be okay. And then I did this free training the week before I was going to start talking about an open enrollment. And I hadn't really like, I connected the pieces a little bit in my own mind. Like, oh, I want to talk about this and it ties into that. But up until the day before that training, I was still kind of thinking like, I don't know if I'm even going to talk about this on this training. Because the training, the point of it was I just want to help people with this topic. I want to help them with this. I want to teach them this. I want them to get practice with this. I want them to be able to use this in their business. And so there was a point in it when I just released that attachment to it where I was like, well, I'm either going to tell them about this on that call or I'm not, but (laughs) like, I'm still going to run this call and I'm still going to just show up and deliver the way I want to deliver, whether I had an offer to make or not. And that made it so much easier then to my, for my mind then to be like, oh, you know what? This is so simple. We'll just, we'll give them a little bit and then we'll email them the rest. Because for me, I would rather like make offers through email. I like to write and make offers. I have a lot of great thoughts about that. Like I'm a really good writer and I am a really good editor. Maybe that would be more accurate. And I'm personable when I write. I'm not like stuffy, right? My own thoughts about myself. You guys can think whatever you want. (laughs) And I'm very concise when I think about like, what are they thinking or what's their problem and how does my offer help with that? And so I just really like selling with emails. And so that was part of what I just gave myself that comfort with is like, I'm willing to just mention it on this free training and like, I'll just follow up with my emails. And I didn't really have a plan for that either, right? I just put that on my list. Like, yeah, have a plan for that next time. And I've really, I mean, I've done all of my selling that way is I, I usually just write it in real time. And I decided to just let go of the, like the pressure that I should have it done ahead of time and that that's the right way to do it. And to just accept that it's like, I like selling it in the moment. I like writing those emails in the moment and letting my brain like figure that out and work through that. And I like that. And so far it's worked and I may change that in the future and I may not. So another thing that I did was that I wrote those emails. So I really just had one email. So it's just the people who came to the free training, which were like 37 people or RSVP'd for it, right? They don't have to necessarily come. And so I only sent them this first email. 
And then I had a second email and it was just kind of tied into the training and it wasn't like super, I wouldn't like reuse it basically. (laughs) That's really what I'm trying to say. I wouldn't reuse it. And three people bought from that first second combination email, right? You don't really get to know which one, but three people bought from the free training. And that was really good to see ahead of time because for me in that moment, I was like, oh, like so often we spend our time judging that like me telling people about it ahead of time was not that good. Like my free training, like I'm like, no, I think I, I do well helping people, but like <laughs> me talking about it, like, no, I didn't nail that until the e- email. And like that, that grace of self, which is even though these pieces weren't perfect in my own mind, they weren't the best they could have been, like people still bought. People still raised their hand and said, yeah, I want that. I want to be in there. I want that. And like, that's a good thing to like stop and note. Because I think sometimes when you sell in a, in a, like a group environment where there's multiple people coming in, but it's the same thing with one-on-one coaching. It's easy when you sell to just like get the, get the sale and keep going rather than purposely stopping and being like, ah, like, here's what I've done so far. Here are my own messy thoughts about all of it. And yet there are still humans present who were like, yes, because I say this, right. And so in my own mind, I'm like, well, these pieces weren't quite right, but there was something I was really solid on. And this is why people bought. This is why people filled all 20 spots. Because what I was solid on was my offer. I had solid thoughts about my offer. I had thought it through, right? When I talk about building thoughts for your offer, it's that I spent the majority of my time thinking about this offer before I ever got to the selling part. And again, I think sometimes you guys skip this step. You think selling and marketing are the most important thing you can do. And so you don't spend time thinking about what you sell. You don't spend time thinking about that offer and how you want to word it or position it. And then how you want to think about the process that they use to get the result. And if you're just selling regular, like if you're just selling coaching and there's no necessary process, it's like, no, your coaching still is a process. But for me, there's a there's an actual process that they're going to follow. And so I spent a lot of time, mostly agonizing. <laughs> In retrospect, I'm like, oh, that was so useful. I'm so glad I went through that. In the moment, I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to figure this out. I just have too many ideas and like I keep drowning in ideas. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa, so horrible. I was talking to my husband about it and he was like trying to help me. And then my judgmental brain was like, you're just making this worse. (laughs) But it's like, I spent the majority of my time before I ever sold, before I ever made an offer. I was thinking about how do I want to word the result that they're going to get? And I purposely made it. The result of the six-week sprint is that I teach you a process for using your mind to create money. And I was intentional with that because over the years, I have I have talked about like, let's make this amount of money. Let's double your business. Let's create your first 50,000. Let's um, all of these different money promises that I could make. And the thing that I keep playing with over and over is like, 
am I comfortable with that promise? Do I like that promise? Do I feel like with 100% accuracy, I can deliver on that? And the answer to that of like, what do I want to feel with 100% accuracy that I can deliver on? And it's that I can teach you a process for using your mind to create money. And I really like that. And because I really like it, right? Because I really like it, I'm sold on it. I'm like, yes. And so I start thinking about like, how does this process help them get everything they want? How does this process help them give themselves grace for when they don't hit their goals? And my own mental freedom comes through just the way I worded the thing I help them achieve. Because when it comes to promising money or clients, there are just so many variables. And maybe someone else, another business coach wraps their head around it and they feel really great making that promise and they just release everything they can't control. I have not yet found that place. I feel uncomfortable still. I feel uncomfortable promising something when I know, like, I want to feel in control of as many variables as I can. And so I chose this result knowing that I can give you this process and that I have used this process and my clients have used this process and that this works. That when you do this with your mind, your mind is trained on how to create specific results. And nobody else teaches us this. Yes, they teach us mindset tools and they teach us like techniques. And it's like, it's like being thrown out into the ocean and you're like, yeah, like, you know, do that thing you do, whatever. And it's like, no, I've got this boat for you. And here is exactly what you're going to do step by step. And here's how your brain is going to revolt against you. Because <laughs> it's like, no. Right? I talk about the patterns of the mind and what to expect. Because it's so meta. We use the brain to train the brain. And you, you have to be very intentional with that. So I kind of went off on a tangent. And obviously because, but like, why does this tangent even exist? Because <laughs> I spent so much time thinking about the result, how I would word it, how passionately, obviously passionately I feel about loving it and using it for people. And there will be the people who are like, mm, I really wanted someone to promise me that I could make a $10,000 a month. And that's really all I'm going to buy. And it's like, that's okay. Those people can go hire the other people. Because I'm here for the people who want to process. They want to know what is the action of mindset that I am going to use to set goals and then hit them. What's the process I'm going to use to train my mind? And then what I don't, I never, I didn't necessarily tell them this ahead of time, but it's like, and, and then how to be gentle with your own brain to give it what you need. Because so often, right, our brain is just trying to tell us what it needs. And you can keep pushing yourself to achieve higher and higher goals and results. But there is a level of discomfort that your brain eventually will be like, no, I don't think so. And so in the way that I teach, it's like, no, we have to be giving our brain the comfort and like nurturing it needs to. Like it is taking a risk. Our brain is taking a risk with us. Okay, we're all the same, but you know, it's like we are taking a risk with ourselves. And so when you can comfort yourself and take a risk by setting a goal that you don't know if you can hit, like you have to know how to soothe and comfort yourself too. 
So I spend a lot of time thinking about that result and how I think about it and how I'm willing for people to not want that and how I just want the people who do want this and I want to help them and I want them, like I want their telling people and their testimonials and their to, to be the thing that people are like, the other people are like, wait a minute, maybe that is what I need. And I thought a lot about the process. I knew the pieces, but I just, right, like in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I let myself be really overwhelmed. I let there be multiple versions where I just kept like, okay, no, this is it. And then I like thought about it for a few days and I was like, no, that's complete garbage. And then I rewrote it and it turns out what I wrote was basically the exact same thing, <laughs> with like one little tweak. And so then I was like, oh, okay, maybe not garbage, maybe just like slight variation. <laughs> and then by the time I got to the third version, I was like, oh, like if I strip out all of my own thoughts here, what I'm left with is this simple process. And so selling this didn't start with me thinking, how do I sell it? It didn't start with me just sending some random email it was like, no, by the time I sent that first email at that slightly wonky time, because the, the training was on Friday, that first email went out on Sunday. <laughs> and so, right, perfectionist brain me was like, oh my gosh, I should have sent this on Friday and I should have already had this written and like, oh no. And I just, I just kept telling myself, nope, you know, I'm going to do it better next time. But like right now is the only time I can send it. I can either send it never or right now. And so I just kept talking to myself that way the whole way through the, the selling process. So then on Wednesday of that week, so that was Sunday I sent that email. By Monday or Tuesday, I'd had the first three people of the 10 spots filled. And then on Wednesday, I opened it up to the rest of my list. And I think I sent three emails and then it was full. So it was full by Saturday morning. I closed it, but I sent an email Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, and then it was full. And I, it was such a fun experience because so often when you think of launching, you think about like, well, how many days should I sell for? Have you ever asked yourself that question? And your brain pretended like you should know the answer. <laughs> and the way that I approached that is I was just like, how many days doesn't freak me out to have enrollment open for? Enrollment just being like when they can purchase and join. And so I was just like, well, how many days doesn't freak me out? And so it was, it, I ended up picking like 10 days. It was from Wednesday to the following Friday. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's 10. I think I counted it out ahead of time, but that was what didn't freak my brain out. And so when I sold all the spots by Saturday morning, all 10 spots, I think actually an 11th spot had sold by Saturday morning. It was a very interesting mind experience because I was like, oh, all along, I could have believed that I could sell those spots in three days. My brain just didn't have access to that belief yet. It didn't have any sense of like th that that was a good idea, <laughs> like that that wouldn't have been the most dangerous, horrible thing we could do to ourselves. But I was really grateful that I hadn't chosen that. And then that I got to see how possible it was. Because the next time I open enrollment, now my belief is like, yeah, let's just keep enrollment open for four days. I'll open enrollment on Wednesday. I'll close it on Friday. And... Like the emails in between that time frame will help them know this is when the deadline is, this is when I need to decide. And now my own mind is like, yeah, that's totally possible. So I didn't force myself to do it in any way that didn't already feel good. 
And it was really fun then to get to see how my own brain was set up to believe something even cooler the next time around. So I got to Saturday and I had 11 spots sold in the first group and I capped it off at 10 because I want, I want it to be a small group where they're using this process and I'm there to help them use the process and the pro like by using the process, they will create their results, right? Or they'll, they'll move so much closer to creating their results. And so one of my clients reached out and she like messaged me and she's like, Hey, I saw that you're running this thing. Like, Oh, I really want to join. And I was like, Oh no, I forgot to invite her. <laughs> and I know we could say like, well, it was her responsibility to watch, but I was just like, I want her to be in the group. <laughs> I want her to not have to wait. And so when we sell, I'm, I'm saying this here to you because last week's podcast was about having a why that drives you and building that why. And my why for the first group was like, I just want to do it and I want to have this for the future. And I'm just like willing to be scared and like unsure and like just do it anyways. But when it came to selling the second group, the why that drove me was different. And it was really important because there was so much more unknown in my imagination. But the very first why I had was, I want my client to have this space to learn these tools and this skill right now. I don't want her to have to wait until the next group. I don't want her to get the content and not have the space. Like I want her in a group with people learning this. And so that was the very first thing that even had me consider like, you know what, what if I just started a second group? Because in my mind, I was like, I was remembering what they talk about with launching, which is that there's the people who buy at the beginning. And then there's kind of that lag in the middle where like some people buy. And then there's that the people who always buy at the end. And so what I was thinking about is like, I never finished selling, which means those people still exist. Those people that were thinking about it and they just wanted more time to think about it. They still exist and haven't purchased yet. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I could open the second group and think of it as I'm selling, I'm finishing, I'm like still inviting those people in. And it was such an interesting way to think about it because if you think about the mind part of this, this is really what my process teaches, right? I had to lean really hard into my own process for this second round because I had to believe in something that didn't exist yet, that I wasn't sure existed. Like the only reason I was like kept selling is because I wanted to get my client in and I was like, oh yeah, I bet those imaginary people that are only in my mind just haven't bought yet. <laughs> I'm like, that's all in your head. I don't have any proof that those people existed ahead of time right? Just like you don't have proof ahead of time that the people exist that you want, you want to fill your thing. So I just decided to believe like it's possible there are 10 more people or nine more people, right? Because my client would fill one of those spots. I was like, it's possible nine more people exist. It's possible that there were people who were considering joining and it just closed before they could join. And that when I'm speaking that I'm going to be speaking to them. And that is kind of the basis that I jumped off from. And then I had one more why, and this one held me over the best. I would say the client was forgotten, 
the possibility that people existed. I did keep holding that. But this other why really held me on through the hardest parts of my, like what was hard? My doubt, my own. It's not doubt in terms of like, well, maybe it's doubt. Let me just keep going. But here's what held me over. It was this why. I want to write these emails because I only had three emails written or four emails written. I was like, that's not enough to like sell this again next time and or put this in a funnel. And so I was like, I didn't finish. I didn't. This is the thought I had was I didn't finish like writing and like thinking about and communicating this offer. I'm not done yet. And so when I was thinking about that, I was like, no, I want to write more emails so that I flush out my own thoughts about how to communicate this offer, who it is I'm speaking to, how I talk about it. And I was thinking I want the data from the emails to kind of guide me on what to package up later. And that thought right there motivated me through the whole thing. Because I started, I opened enrollment back up on a Monday And 4th of July in the U.S. was on Tuesday. And so I sent an email Monday. I sent an email Tuesday. I sent an email Wednesday. (laughs) Nobody bought. Right? So just imagine you choose to believe that 10 people exist. And then you write the emails and nobody buys. And not only did nobody buy, like the first email on that Monday, like 38 people clicked over to the sales page. But nobody bought. And an email to like six people click the sales page or four even like the number went up later, but the first day or two, it was like two or four. And then Wednesday's email, it was like four or six, maybe it got up to eight later. But I like in my mind, my brain's very simple thought was nobody else exists. (laughs) Like they just don't exist. They're not clicking. They don't exist. And so I had to lean on my process because this is what I teach in that six-week sprint process, which is how do you believe in something ahead of time that doesn't exist? How do you motivate yourself with not just the result you want, but like having a why, right? And so my why motivated me where I was like, yep, I'm not sure these people exist, but I'm still willing to write the emails, I'm still willing to believe and imagine that they do exist and write to them as such. And that why really pulled me through there. I used my own process to watch my brain and watch these thoughts I was thinking. Because what I realized when I like sat down and slowed it all down and used my process, when I was like obsessing over those clicks and I was like, oh, and I was making them mean worst case, right? Nobody else exists. That was the thought. I I realized when I thought about that with those clicks is I was like, you know what though? The people who want to buy probably already opened the sales page and it's already open on their desktop and they don't need to click that button again or they can click at any button that I emailed them. So it's like, it was fascinating how my doubt held me hyper focused on those two emails and how low the clicks were when when I stepped back and I used the process I teach my clients to use and focus their minds what I realized was that that clicking had nothing to do with people buying that like I was just imagining it in that worst case rather than imagining they just have the tab already open on their computer 
They can click any email I've sent them. It doesn't have to be this one or that one. And my own process, <laughs> it, was, it was the best because selling it and using it at the same time just made it so much easier to communicate this is the impact of it. This is the value that you're going to have using it. And then, of course, it's easier to sell, right? Because I'm just like seeped in my belief around it. Another really interesting thing is that I thought that having those emails was going to give me some really interesting insight. And my takeaway was that it did not. <laughs> I'm still glad I wrote them because now I have, I think, 10 emails. And so the next time I sell the six-week sprint, I can just like reread them, make sure that I like like it all again, but then I can just schedule them out for those four days. And I can see if there's one I want to add or if I want to pull one. But I thought they were going to give me some like great insight. And my final takeaway was that one, <laughs> I'm not sure the emails told me very much at all, right? If anything, it's like, what if just the flow of them mattered? Because it's like, that's not what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking the order of emails mattered. But now I'm like, I don't know that somebody bought from a particular email or if they were already thinking about buying. Because one of the people, so I sent this email one day about um, like how to do the six-week sprint if you were traveling or if you were going on vacation, like how to make them still work. And three people bought that day. And one of them I knew. And so I'd like texted her and I was like, hey, did you buy because my email was really amazing? <laughs> Because, you know, in my mind, I'm trying to create this data point of like the email is what helped them buy. And her response back just like cracked me up and my own thinking that this email data mattered. And she was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, dang it. <laughs> You're right thought that this email. And she's like, oh, no, I already knew I wanted to join. I was just rearranging my client calls that way the call time would fit and so it just happened to like the last person confirmed with me today so I just clicked the button and joined and it was like in that moment I was like you know I think that these emails are like so like I'm thinking it was that email and then I like she says that and I'm like it wasn't I mean it might it clearly wasn't that email she said no <laughs> and it's like you know what if we just like make up all of this importance of something and it's like, what I hadn't imagined was like, they, what if they already decided they were a yes? And they're just like rearranging some details. They're just sorting some stuff out. And when she said that, I just, I had access to that whole other way of thinking. Because prior to that, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get so much information from these emails and like, ooh, I'll know which one to put in the funnel and maybe which one not to. And after that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Like, I just don't know that it's is as important as I thought it was. The email is still good. It still hits a really valuable point. And I think I put maybe a little bit too much like weight on how much information these emails were going to tell me. So yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. That's That's kind of the behind the scenes. It's like, as a business mindset coach, I want you to hear the mental experience of building a business because they're all the people who will sell you the number or the number of clients or use this very specific process. And I want to sell you on using your mind. I want to sell you on following your own desires 
for how you want to do something and letting it be fine. Even if you don't get the result you want, that you're just like, yeah, but you know what? I did it the way I wanted to do it and I was willing to do it. I was willing to learn from that. And I think sometimes we have to break those habits that we believe we have to do it a certain way in order to fully embrace doing it the way we want to do it. And the way that's just really simple for us to do right now and not overcomplicating it, trying to make everything perfect and really great the first time around and just giving yourself so much grace and compassion as you do it so that you can just focus on loving your offer and and helping people know if it's for them to do or not. Because that's what we're doing. And it's like everything that interrupts those two things, loving your offer and helping someone know if it's for them or not, everything else is just getting in the way of you making money and using your brain space and time to coach people and help them. And I don't want that for you. I want you to know there's an easier way. And I do have a process that you can use to direct and shape your mind. And it is very action-oriented, but it's using your mind in an action-oriented way. And not just thoughts, but like, right, like the feeling side of it. On the call today, that was one of the things a couple of people mentioned is they were like, oh, I'm being really intellectual about this. I'm not feeling these feelings. I'm not like letting my feelings be a part of this. And that is a part of using your brain. That is a part of connecting to yourself, both this present moment self and your future self and creating this safety inside of that like discomfort of growth to grow. So that's a wrap on today's behind the scenes podcast. I filled two groups, 10 people each, 20 people, and I did it in a way that felt very, I don't know if fun is the right word, but it was very enjoyable. And that didn't mean there wasn't still stress points or points when my brain freaked out. No, no, they were there. (laughs) But I just used my own process for managing and directing my mind. And using it, I set the goal and I hit it twice. And we never get to know what the future holds. But when you're willing to believe it exists ahead of time, and you have a process to follow to train your mind into that belief, you just make everything you want so much more possible. So if you want to do that work in the six-week sprint, enrollment will open again in September. We'll start in October. If you want to do this work with me in a six-month environment, you want that longer-term business coaching support, enrollment is going to open for that in August. So stay tuned. Make sure you're on my mailing list. And you'll get all the details because, you know, I love to sell via email. So that's the place that you're going to hear about it. So, (laughs) okay, I'll talk to you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. If your one-on-one coaching offer needs a revamp or built for the first time, I've created a seven-part mini course to help you. You'll nail down who you help with what Do market research to make sure people actually want to buy it. Decide the length of your offer, your price, and even your process to deliver on your offer. Best of all, this mini course is free. Your offer is not 
what makes you money in your coaching business. It's your beautiful and creative mind. Your offer though, focuses your attention and builds your confidence selling something you know you can deliver on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. I'll see you over there.